Here's a song by a dog. You're listening to Podcast Being Jim Davis. Yeah. It's like if MP3s could be war crimes. That's <laughs> true. That's a good one. My name is John Gibson, and I'll, I'm, I'm Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Winter, and I'll be your Jim Davis today. Uh, okay, Chris, uh, it's Saturday. It's mm-hmm. August 28th. It's 1982. It's We're Reading the 1005th. Five hundred and thirty second of her Garfield's yep. trip. Uh, what's what's happened? What happens? John, today's syno- warning. Today's warning. synopsis describes all three panels, not just panel two. Uh, John, in today's Garfield, hey, this one's about tickling. That's cool. <laughs> I wonder if the rest of the re- week was also about tickling. <laughs> okay, you wrote that one. You hadn't looked. Clearly, at yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Changed authorship of the panels there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. I didn't know you were doing a That's thing. Fine. No, no, we both did a different thing. It's fine. You got to mix it up. Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined yeah. ruined the week. No, you, I don't it's think you did. I, you know, we can't we can't spend the whole week talking about the band Wham. Um, it says here that Careless Whisper was a Wham song. I thought Careless Whisper was George Michael's solo. Hmm. Thank you, ma'am. All right. No. Oh, there you go. Careless Whisper is by Wham. I thought Careless Whisper was George Michael's solo. Okay. Huh. Look at that. No, I'm looking at the artwork for the original U.S. 7-inch vinyl release. It's credited. It says, Careless Whisper, Wham! Featuring George Michael. That's fascinating. Huh. That's fascinating. Why would it be? What is there Wham without George Michael? No. There's no. Look, if you take the George. I think I think we have learned. <laughs> you can take the George Michael out of Wham, but you can't take the Wham out of George Michael. I mean, that's true. I think we've. I think history has definitively shown that if you take the George Michael out of Wham, Wham just disintegrates just, and is no longer a just thing. Kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. It's the other guy. And, like, what did that other guy even bring to the table? I don't know. It's my understanding that that song features a prominent saxophone riff. Definitely I'm not sure does. if you... Do you agree with, do you agree with me? I, I 100% agree that the song Careless Whisper features a prominent saxophone riff. John. You're talking <laughs> as if neither of us have heard the song Careless Whisper, which is false. Oh, I, God. I, I I mean I'm sure I've heard the song. I just can't I can't I can't bring it to mind. You are you serious? Careless whisper. Yeah, I, I know that's a song. Wait, are you being sincere right now? Yes, John. Okay, listeners, parting the curtain. I don't know why bit. it's always so hard for you to imagine that I like I don't know some random trivia about a no, band. No, here's why. Here's why because. Earlier this week, I was yes. singing the I was singing the tune to the saxophone riff. Yeah, I guess I missed that. Oh, it's that it's one. Like, it's like that sleazy saxophone riff. Well, I mean, sleazy is one way to describe it, I guess. <laughs> 
The other guy in the other guy in in Wham was Andrew Ridgely, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What, okay. I don't know what the deal with him. Yeah, is. I like. I like. You know, that's that's that is that is that is a prominent saxophone. <laughs> yeah. No true. one's no one's going to say it's not prominent. Mm. Uh. Anyway. Uh. What What can you do? Great. You know? Great job, Steve Gregory, on that sax solo. Uh, Steve Gregory is a legend. Mm-hmm. Steve Gregory is an absolute legend. I guess I don't know anything about Steve Gregory. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we're still two years away from the the single "Careless Whisper." Oh, is that 1984 that came hey, out? 1984. 1984 yeah. is a big year for music. Yeah, you had "Careless Whisper." You had, mm-hmm. I think, "Terminator" came out that year. Steve Gregory plays that saxophone riff. I can't remember what the song's in. Um, <laughs> well, I think 1984 is when uh, the album 1999 came out, which, in oh, retrospect, yeah. is confusing. You know. Yeah. It's hard to remember that the album 1999 came out in 1984. And then the book 1984 came out in like 1940-something. Can these people not get their fucking years straight? I don't know. I guess guess they're lazy. Are we on... We're on this tickling one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this All right, so three panels. So we got 45-degree John Arbuckle and Garfield Mm -hmm. in standard countertop position. Garfield's Mm -hmm. facing the wrong way. So... I apologize for saying that. <laughs> uh, I love you, Garfield, is John's mm-hmm. dialogue. He's, yep. His eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. Garfield is sort of looking at us. And readers, if you're if you're wondering if Garfield's ears are still slicked back like they have been for the previous six mm-hmm. panels, well, wonder no further because they are they are slicked back. Yeah. Garfield's thinking, leave me alone. I want to be depressed. Yeah, all that happened. I'm not really participating so much in the description here. Because I've been reading the Wikipedia article on uh, English jazz saxophonist Steve Gregory. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, fine. He had that that, uh, careless whisper gig. Like that's Mm -hmm. That's a good solo. What else is he bringing to the table? Turns out he had been, he had played with Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Like that's if you know, like I always like. Okay, that's a good that's a good saxophone solo. But you know, is he really a great saxophone player? Like if Screamin' Jay Hawkins and Fella Cootie were both like, I want that guy playing saxophone with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a quality saxophonist. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. He's clearly a quality saxophonist. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, Screamin I agree. Screamin' Jay Hawkins, Fella Cootie. These are these, ag- these people know from saxophone. I agree. I'm not just. Not just uh, not, not just, just hoping, I agree. uh, hoping, agreeing. So I'll <laughs> shut up about saxophone is Steve Gregory. <laughs> okay, let's even, get back to the girl. Not, not even remotely paying attention. Okay. Tickle, tickle, tickle says John Arbuckle on panel two, and Garfield goes, hee hee. Did we talk about that already? I don't know. No, I don't think we did. It's a pretty, yeah. It's a, it's a fun drawing of Garfield being tickled. It's yeah, yeah. He's he's trying not to laugh. You know, he's doing that mm-hmm. thing where like you hunch up and like you're trying not to laugh when somebody tickles you, but it just makes it feel more ticklish. Yeah, you know, we like you t- you tense up and you're like, oh god, don't tickle me, and that just makes it more ticklish. Yeah, honestly, it's a pretty cute drawing. It's a pretty good picture. Garfield's got yeah. big old teeth, big old square peg teeth. 
I, you know, like we've been sort of like complimenting, uh, like Garfield's sort of depression, which I don't know what to read into that, but like, I, we've been doing that a lot. This the psychological week, I, I realism like, of Garfield's depression. I like, yeah, 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 yeah. I like uh, seeing Garfield happy. Yeah, well, it's kind of a relief after all that depression. Yeah, yeah. In the Garfield universe. The clouds really clear up on Friday, and everything's better again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not gonna, not gonna probably make any. I'm sure, that's judgments about that. Yeah, listeners, if you're like, if you're like, hey, it's Friday and everything turned out great. What were John and Chris so worried about? We are fucking happy to have been wrong. All right, we are pleased as fucking punch that we were too pessimistic going into this week. Panel three. Can I say, I'm just going to say, John, I yeah. like panel three. I think artistically, this is, this is Jim Davis breaking some new ground here. Uh, because <laughs> I, I'd like to hear this. Well, because we see the back of John Arbuckle's head. Mm-hmm. It's a, like a shot of John Arbuckle, like the back of his head and his back and everything. He's picking up Garfield. Garfield's like looking over his shoulder sort of yeah. at us, except that his eyes are closed over John uh uh, John's right shoulder, um, stage left, house right, John right, Garfield left, um, and John is thinking, is saying, "Feel better, Garfield." And Garfield's happy now, and his eyes are closed, and he's smiling, and his ears are perky. But he's thinking, "I'll get you for this, John," but like in a happy way. Yeah. And I like the change from. Garfield looking sad but thinking like I want to be depressed mm-hmm. and now he's looking happy and mm-hmm. thinking like almost like thinking like man I'm pissed off that I'm happy yeah I enjoy that switcho mm-hmm. I like the picture of Garfield on like it's a, it's an unusual perspective that we don't see all that often yeah and yeah, I I'm like a big that, fan of this that rather than like walking off into the sunset <laughs> it's as if John is about to slam face first into the wall of his house. <laughs> he's just walking directly towards that wall. Yeah, he, he's standing right in front of the wall, it looks mm. like. Yeah. That's yeah, funny. it's the rare uh, shot of John's back. It's yeah. Very, I mean, he looks really weird from the back. It's it does it that he looks weird or just like we've never seen this view before and so it seems weird. I think yeah, I think it's it seems weird. I and don't think we've ever seen a shot like this. Which never, is unusual. I feel like we rarely have a reason to see to see his back. Mm, but you now know? that I've seen it once, I want, I'm hungry for more. <laughs> I mean, it feels slightly unmotivated. You know what does he look like? That's a that's a really good point. There is no narrative reason. For John to be walking away from the camera directly into the wall. Yeah, and where did the counter go? Like, what? Where, where are we in relation to where we were in the last panel? I have it no idea. It is totally idea. ambiguous. It's, it's unclear. But I feel like thematically it kind of works. It's like a closing yeah. shot. You know, they're walking I don't really, off into the I don't the really sunset, have a problem with it. Except like, there's no sunset. It doesn't doesn't break the reality of the strip or anything. No, the reality of the strip was already very highly tenuous. I mean, none of this is real. No, it's all fake. <laughs> it's all it's all just been imaginary. It's yeah, all just drawings, not, not people. Even, we're not even real people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh well. 
eh, you know, well, whatever. You've been listening mm-hmm. to the podcast Being Jim Davis. Yep. Uh, there are numerous instances in which the statements and actions of government officials are not subject to judicial scrutiny or intervention. That does not mean those officials are free to disregard the Constitution and the rights of the Disappointed in the way their lives have turned out. Talk about a comic strip for children. The result is neither funny nor Seriously, fuck Anthony Kennedy. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.